I'm so excited to have these wonderful people sitting at my podcast table with me today. I've got Pastor Jeff Turner, new to us at the chapel, and we have brought in a few different guests. We're going to kind of have some different conversations with them, and we're going to start with our first guest, Mackenzie Steele, who... This is a special guest because Mackenzie's my daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Mackenzie and her husband, Bo, who's at our producer back here sitting at the computer. We're uh, glad to have him putting things together for Got us. Thumbs up in the back. That's <laughs> right. Thumbs up in the back. We are going to have some deep conversations about some exciting things. And just to catch up my listeners here in the moment, we, Pastor Jeff and I, were talking about the topic of... Uh, the Sanctity of Human Life Sunday coming up here in a couple couple days and kind of wanting to catch him up on what we've got as far as ministries go within our church and our local community. And in our conversation about it, it kind of dawned on us that, hey, I'm catching Jeff up on this, but you all need caught up on this. This is good stuff. Yeah. And we're wanting to encourage each other and encourage our people to, to lean into this and find an area where you can participate in this most important topic, which is life. Mm -hmm. And we all need to be participating in one way or the other, whether it's praying, which is powerful, or whether it's actually, actually getting involved in service uh, of that. And so we want to just kind of share with each other and share with the listeners what we've got going on locally. And we're going to kind of parcel this out into two different camps. We've got one area is in the uh, world of advocacy, and the other area is in the world of service. So we're going to kind of divide the pie that way. I think that will help make sense of this fairly broad topic. So we're going to start uh, by talking with Mackenzie, who represents a service organization. It, it, it's a little broader than that, and I'm going to let her describe that. Uh, it's called Abundant Life, local, uh, locally started mm -hmm. organization who is quickly growing. So Mackenzie, mm -hmm. tell us, first of all, what is Abundant Life? Yeah. So thanks for having me yeah, today. This so is glad. fun. Um, Abundant Life is a pro-life, gospel-centered nonprofit, and our mission is to support gospel-centered, life-affirming work, specifically right now in the state of Washington. Um, we were founded in the Smoky Point Marysville area of the state with just a couple local service providing nonprofits. And we've quickly, over the last six or so years, grown to encompass 36 pro-life gospel-centered nonprofits who are providing some sort of service to expectant moms and families, um, and then just families at in need at large in our area. Um, the services, when you are an expectant parent or a parent already, you need a lot of things, especially if you're facing, um, you've lost your housing, or maybe you're having difficulties with your car, or, I mean, there's just a multitude, multitude of needs that we find in the pro-life community. It's not just... And I don't say just to minimize. Pregnancy medical clinics are incredible, and they provide so many tangible services like ultrasounds, pregnancy tests, clothing, but it's so much broader than the clinics. Um, the pro-life community of service providers encompasses transportation needs, housing, so there's maternity homes. There's several in our area, actually. Um, 
So you're kind of widening the scope yeah. of what you guys help with young mothers and, and husbands as well going through this. Yeah, totally. Yep. So dads are a big component of the pro-life ecosystem. I mean, we want to see them engaging and getting the help that they need as well. Um, yeah. That's really cool. I love to hear that, you know, especially in regards to some of the backlash you kind of get from media and different talking points is that the pro-life movement is, you know, very narrow-minded. But when you hear about your organization, there's a sense that you're going, yeah, we want to address those issues specifically, but pro-life in the sense of a holistic scope to help life, you know, especially in regards to people that are in this issue. Yep, totally. Yeah, so we kind of have narrowed our focus of organizations that we partner with into some categories to help it make sense. And if you can visualize almost like a wheel and there's the center and then there's these spokes that go out, we view Abundant Life as an organization as just the central hub of these nonprofits across the state. And we view six spokes. The first one would be the medical services. So that'd be organizations like Safe Harbor Free Clinic in Stanwood. And there's some more in our area as well as transportation. We host an auto clinic once a month where we do free oil changes and free brake jobs in Arlington for any client of our partner organizations. Oil changes are difficult. I don't know how to do them. And so expensive. Yeah. (laughs) And when you're a mom in need, that's such a tangible way to step in Mm. and meet that need. So we have some really cool mechanics who volunteer their time once a month to do that. That is so cool. Love that. Yeah. That's a that's a fun one. I volunteer at that as yeah. well. And I go and volunteer to hang out with the moms and their little ones yeah. while their cars are being worked on. And I get an opportunity to have just some great conversations, maybe even just encourage these moms or dads. There's some dads that come in yep. with them as well. And and they're in the trenches of the hard work of raising little ones. And, and most of them are, are single and yeah. doing it on mm-hmm. their own. So to get to kind of just be there even for an hour or two just to offer them. I've gotten to pray with them. I've gotten to hear just some incredible stories and, Mm -hmm. and, and then they'll ask me questions. It's really a cool opportunity on many levels to love on and affirm their parenting choice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. So we got four other spokes of this Abundant Life Ecosystem Hub. Um, Which, by the way, great illustration. Hey, Pastor Mitch helped (laughs) Beth and I create that image when we met with him two years ago. Fantastic. Thank you, Pastor Mitch. Um, Counsel and support groups are super important because we want to see mentorship going on for these moms and families, as well as Healing Hearts Ministries really steps in this pivotal gap that we don't often see for post-abortive men and women who need to process and mm. find healing from the Lord and full forgiveness and restoration in their lives um, for their lives. Because there's a lot of people that they don't realize some of the issues that folks are going through post-abortion. Yeah. And um, because there's such a conversation that is, we'll just get an abortion, it's not a big deal. And the the travesty and the the painful stories you hear from people about the the stuff they're still experiencing 25 years later. Yeah. They haven't just 
time doesn't just heal all wounds, no. right? And uh, so that's 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 key. Yeah, and I'll let Susan talk to you a lot more about that as that's mm-hmm. what she's, she's been up. doing. So yeah, cool. she's coming up, and cool. it's just an incredible ministry that we have actually in our own church, which mm-hmm. is so fabulous. So. Additionally, we have housing programs. So maternity homes are included in this programs for women who have been trafficked um, and need to go through a restorative couple phase program Mm. to put their lives back together post um, trafficking. It's really vital and you don't often put that together as part of a pro-life ecosystem but it 100% is oh, as it affects your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and many of these women are being forced and just given almost, I don't want to say it, it's hard to say this, but like candy kind of these mm-hmm. abortion pills um, so that their trafficker can continue to abuse them um, for the long term. So they're a vital part of what we're doing is supporting them long term as well. Because you need, you need folks to also walk with people through the trauma. Yeah. I mean, because there are things that you deal with painfully, but then there is traumatic experiences going through that you need you need real professional help dealing yeah. with this. And yeah. long-term. Long-term. Somebody right. to walk through them, That's not right. just drop it off, as soon, you yeah, know, exactly. not a Band-Aid, but actually yeah. doing life together and helping restore life. Yeah. yeah, and so many of these needs, like I've mentioned, you know, um, if you've been trafficked, you go to this housing program where you go through these phases and they help you put your life back together. But you also need medical services. You also need help with transportation. You also need probably to go through a healing heart support group. Mm -hmm. So these are all interconnected. And what we're really seeing and our goal is to have these organizations working together Mm -hmm. because we can't fight the topic of abortion alone. No one organization can meet all the needs. They're huge. There's so Mm -hmm. much that goes into pro-life ministry and serving God's children. He created everyone so uniquely and there's so many needs. So we can combat this best together working in collaboration. Um, There's also pregnancy care. So pregnancy medical clinics in our area provide free pregnancy tests and ultrasounds. They have these beautiful boutiques that you walk into and it's like walking into this most amazing space with chandeliers and it's just so beautiful and it's all free. You just get free baby items and maternity clothes. And And we've got several in our, really in our local surrounding areas. We've got Everett, Mount Vernon, Bellingham, Linwood, I mean, it's just, yeah. there's so many in our area. Um, and yeah. a good thing about this is you're seeing multiple people begin to catch the vision. Yeah. Because it, it, it's hard when you feel like you're the lone wolf in the whatever you want to call it or lone ranger, and you feel like you're the only one doing it, but to then go, no, we have it here, we have it here, which means God is moving, and he's moving hearts of men and women to provide practical care. Because I love that, because there's the aspect of prayer and there's this intangible thing that you can do, but then there's also the call to then also feed and love and clothe and take care. So, yeah, we need that's, both. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we've seen, because we started in one area in Washington, and that was kind of this hub of five or so resources. But we, what we've seen as we've continued to serve and walk alongside these organizations is that the Lord really kind of moves in areas and he starts this movement of, okay, well, like in Spokane currently, we're seeing this really big uprising of there's already two medical clinics that are doing these tangible services. There's adoption resources, there's healing hearts ministries, and there's more that are 
starting to grow. And so we see the Lord almost like moving city by city to infuse that community to meet all of the holistic needs that are felt by people who are deciding to sustain the life that they're growing inside of them or end the pregnancy. Um, it's just, it's growing and it's spreading like a wave, like across our area and abundant life. We come in to really just undergird what's happening and to support. We're not in any way trying to take away. We're just trying to support the ministries that are already in action by helping them as the organizations to meet their needs that they have. Well, I think what a neat thing is, um, so a lot of times I think it's crucial to have almost a, a starting point. We, me and Bo were talking about having next steps. So there's, it's hard when someone goes, I don't even know where to go, and they can make the first step to abundant life to be able to go, I, I need this. And it's like, we would love to serve you. Here's this avenue. Because you, you are a single mom, or maybe you're a young uh, couple, and you have this child, or you're questioning, and you're, you don't know the tons of offerings out there, but to be able to say, hey, this is a one-stop shop to be able to funnel you and help serve you in these different capacities. I think that's beautiful. I think the other thing I really like about this is it answers that question or the argument often made out there of, well, yeah, you say you're pro-life, but then you don't help after the baby's born. And the 18 years of, of all that that entails. And it's just not true. That's right. It's a it's a lie that's being sold out mm-hmm. there. This is the answer to that. Mm-hmm. This is showing. Look at in, just in our backyard here, all of these services are actively happening, mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. and in a mighty way, and they're growing mm-hmm. because we know the need is there, and God's people are rallying. Oh man, yeah. To love our neighbor, mm-hmm. and that's and love life, right, and speak up for those that can't. So. Bravo to all of those agencies. I just praise the Lord for all the hard work that's that's yeah. going on there. And Abundant Life is a fabulous newer ministry that is really doing some great work of the Lord. Um, so tell us, Mackenzie, you, you've shared with us. Did we did we hit them all? Well, there's just one more. Okay, and it's adoption resources. Oh, that's and, oh, and that's our, up my alley. <laughs> yep, yep, it's incredible. Yep. And in our local communities, we have a couple very specific ministries that work to make adoptions fee-free. So the only cost that a prospective adoptive family might be paying would be in the actual attorney fees. But aside from that, they view it as a mission. And they're walking alongside these birth parents from the moment they meet them, literally as long as the birth parent will allow them and accept mentorship and friendship and support. Um, So it, it just... I have a really big heart for adoption as well, and I'm seeing it done just so incredibly in our local area. Oh, man. Yeah. So awesome. So this, all this stuff really excites me. I'm, I live in this world a lot because, you know, my daughter works for this agency. <laughs> but, but even if you didn't, this topic really excites me. And I, I want to be a part of helping encourage others to do something. Right. To not just say, yeah, I'm pro-life. To do something. So tell me, Mackenzie, Mm -hmm. if someone listening is their hearts pricked a little bit on this topic, what should they do? Where should they go? How do they look into abundant life or the agencies you represent? Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would just say that I think that everyone in the kingdom of God has a role to play at some some level in pro-life ministry. 
um, because God created each of us, and I think we're all supposed to defend and protect life. And that could look like praying. I believe that we should all be praying for abortion to end and become unthinkable, and also for the healing of our brothers and sisters who have experienced abortion, that they would receive God's full forgiveness and restoration in their lives. So pray. Pray for ministries as well. Um, I would say serving. You can go to our website, which is AbundantLifeWa.org, and you'll find two things on our website that I want to highlight. The first is a list of all of our um, partner organizations, and there's about 36 I referenced, and these are organizations all across the state of Washington, and they meet tons of different needs throughout the state. So you could go to their websites and learn more about their missions and the work that they're doing in their local communities. And there are quite a few locally that I would be more than happy to connect you with if you'd like to get involved and serve. I know often they're looking for volunteers to set up and clean their boutiques or to mentor young single moms or... There's so many roles. I mean, it's just kind of a huge topic, but there is a place for you to serve if that's the desire that you have on your heart. And then finally, I would just encourage you to ask the Lord if there's a way that you could step in financially and support one of these ministries in I'm our state. I'm glad you said that. I was going to make the push if you weren't. I was going to say, <laughs> we also need your money. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I'm going to put it blank like yeah. that, right? Keep, yeah. keep going, Mackenzie. Yeah. So these ministries, I mean, they operate off of the faithful donations of brothers and sisters in our communities. And I've just seen over the last two and a half years I've been with Abundant Life that the Lord has used those finances in incredible ways in these ministries. And if the Lord's putting this on your heart, just give to them. And you can serve and give and pray, do all the things, but know that the donations that you give to any of these nonprofits, they're going to be very fruitful in the kingdom eternally because they're going to step into the great needs that families have in our area and that moms would choose life for their children and that they would get to have mentorship and groups and all these resources available to them. I love that old quote from Henry Blackaby in you know his study of experiencing God where we're partnering with God and what he's already at work doing. So sometimes there's this weight of like, well, I feel like I've got, and it's like, God's already at work. Yeah. He's just calling you to make an initial, maybe a small step of faith towards something. And then as you grow in that, it's another step. So I believe there's a listener out there right now that's listening to this and they need to pull their checkbook out because they know that God's put on their heart to give something. And, um, and, uh, or someone that's listening to this and going, you know what, I don't have the, I don't have the treasure, but I've got the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, so that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mackenzie, bless you and bless Abundant Life and the and the hard work all the agencies you represent are, are out there doing for the kingdom. And we are extra blessed to have you right here at Camino Chapel. Yeah. I love that we have you in our midst. So I know that if anybody has any questions that are listening, uh, she's here with us worshiping on Sundays and participating right. in ministry during the week. And um, that's great. Great. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing. Thank you, Thank you for having me. Well, we are going to transition here into another ministry that we've got right in our own church and locally and actually abroad. And so I have asked another friend of mine, a dear friend who I've gotten to know the last couple of years to come join us at the table. Susan Owen, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, you you have um, inspired me so much just in the couple years I've known you. 
uh, because you're somebody who is a, a prime example of using the things that you've gone through, the pain in your life, um, the circumstances in your past, you don't just leave that in your past. You've been redeemed completely and restored completely, and your light shines bright, but you use the comfort you yourself received in that process to now comfort those who need it, which is right. That's right straight out of First Corinthians. There you go. Right. Mm -hmm. And you are an example of that to me and to those that know you and have walked with you for any amount of time. So I appreciate that you're here. This part of our conversation is going to be a little bit heavier and deeper than some of our others. And you're here representing an organization called Healing Hearts. So yes. I'm just going to let you describe to us um, Healing Hearts and the, and the mission behind it and the work that you do. Well, the best way to describe it is, and I'm just going to do our tagline, is that Healing Hearts is a gospel-centered, grace-driven ministry that offers hope and healing in Jesus Christ through God's word to people who have been broken by sin. And thousands of women and men have been broken by the sin of abortion. Mm. And... Uh, one of the things that people don't look at is post-abortion trauma is very real. And I was kind of looking for something before I came over because I remembered years ago we got a, an, a letter from a young man who had mentioned that he and his girlfriend had had an abortion and they he thought everything was okay, but then she went into deep depression and um, after a while, they finally bought a house. They were going to be getting married, and they thought they were just, it, because they were getting married soon, they didn't want a baby right away. And he, um, he thought they were getting better when they bought the house, and he came home one day, and um, he called her. He could hear music playing, and he went upstairs to the bathroom, and he found her. And that is part of it, and that's what you don't hear, and that's the, um, the anxiety and depression. Or, like me, I totally shut it out of my life and went off the deep end. I went, basically, circled the, <laughs> the drain and went down. Mm -hmm. So um, it does affect every part of one's life. And Binding Up the Brokenhearted is our first study, and it was written out of Sue Lilchenberg's heart because she aborted the only child she would ever be able to have. And she went off the deep end and got involved in drugs and alcohol and the occult, and um, she had this very annoying neighbor who was a Christian <laughs> Mm. and just loved her into the kingdom. We and love those annoying Christians. Yes. We love them. I think sometimes we are. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And um, basically just loved her into the kingdom. And all of everything, she was not doing drugs anymore, but there was that one thing that just kept on her heart, and she could not get over. Mm. So... Um, the Binding Up the Brokenhearted is specifically written for women who are post-abortive. And one of the things we also forget is that for every post-abortive woman, there is a post-abortive man. And we get a lot from men. So we also have a men's study called Restoring the Father's Heart. That is so good. Mm -hmm. And um, just uh, 
just receiving the healing of God's word because that's what we do is the center of our study is the cross and we take and that's actually where I got saved um we won't go into my story but when I went through um my group um I I was just kind of I knew enough Bible to be dangerous (laughs) (laughs) I like you Susan this is good I love it. We're going to be good friends. I was not a Christian. I was first, I came out of a cult and was your garden variety pagan. <laughs> so, um, you don't hear that every day. We need another <laughs> podcast with Susan. Oh, we, we need some more info. Love it. How God uh, redeems, right? Oh, right? Yes. Well, and he does. Um, my husband and I started going to just a, a very seeker friendly church and, I think God knew that's where I needed to be at the time because we went to one of the big churches in Seattle first and walked out of there just madder than wet hands. So, um, but he used, the Lord used the Holy Spirit to use someone else who had been through the study. And at this church, they didn't talk about hot topics. And she shared her abortion testimony. And I thought somebody had literally grabbed me and hauled me up to this woman, and I just vomited everything out because I had never told a soul. And it had been 16 years that I carried Mm. that inside. Mm. So um, as we went along in the study, right smack dab in the middle is the cross of Christ. And I realized I knew who Jesus was but I didn't know Jesus. And so God took me to the mat, and mm-hmm. I haven't looked back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't looked back. And I love that God, not only did he redeem you and restore you and bring such healing to you, but then he, he set you up. <laughs> he set you up for some <laughs> significant right. ministry, because here you are in our church mm-hmm. uh, on Camano Island, and you have a powerful ministry of bringing that same hope of complete forgiveness and resting in total being reformed completely that is available to anybody but it's it's a journey Mm -hmm. and I love that here you are you're you're planted within us to help us speak life back into if if you're listening right now and this is you if you if you're joining us on Sundays and and this is you you belong here we love you. Mm. We there is no condemnation from us. The word abortion or I have had an abortion is not a taboo thing to say at Camino Chapel. Yeah. If you say that to us, we are going to say, well first we're going to give you a big hug. Yeah. And then we're going to say we love you and there is there is forgiveness. I love this old tagline I heard a long time ago that we want to be an okay place and not be okay. Right? And, right? and um and what you were just talking about, about your story and how that's influencing your influence. I also heard this a long time ago that the gospel doesn't end with you. So the idea is the gospel came to me, I received it, but now it doesn't just land and end on me. It continues with my now taking this beautiful message of grace to somebody else and not just, mm-hmm. yeah, we receive the benefits, but then we also turn around and we want to give away the benefits yes. and we just become a conduit of mercy and mm. God's faithfulness. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so you are, uh, one of our, we've got a couple of you here in our midst that lead this study. 
pretty locally here. And you are a great... But not just locally. We just heard that there's also some other stuff going on. Oh, this right? is a national oh. program. Yeah. Is, oh, it's an international program. Oh, international. Program. Yeah. Yes. We're, t- hey, we're up in tell Canada. Us, tell us what you said when you first walked in, though. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to tell Pastor Jeff, I looked up this morning, that uh, we have seven leaders in Texas. And I was like, yes, yeah, yeehaw, baby, come on. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I even, um, somewhere in I wrote I said down. Yeehaw. I've never said yeehaw in my entire life. <laughs> Please forgive me, listener. What we get for bringing in I've a new pastor from Texas. That. I know we have three in Amarillo. Just say whoop in okay. Texas. One, oh, in that's Fort, one in Fort Worth and two little towns I didn't recognize at all. Okay, but, very, very so. cool. So this international program, yes. Healing Hearts, primary focus in min- is ministry to those who have been through deep trauma or pain of any sort. Yes. Um, but there's a specific study for those that are post-abortive, men and women. Yes. Yeah. So there are two key studies that one can go through, and you typically do them either one-on-one or in a small group setting. Is that right? Correct. And the two studies are? Binding up the brokenhearted, which was the very first study, and that is for women who have had an abortion. Um, Restoring the father's heart is for men, and it's... the women, men minister to men. Um, and then our other women's study is the hem of his garment. Because so many women came to us and they said, well, I've never had an abortion, but I've experienced childhood sexual abuse or divorce or the loss of a child or, you know, you name all the other things that one can go through. And, um, and we also have found that a lot of women who are post-abortive that is the hardest thing to admit that you have done. And oftentimes they will go through the hem first mm. and then do binding up the brokenhearted afterwards. Mm. One of the things I love that you said, especially in, you, you kind of used it, you said your tagline is that it's gospel centered, grace driven. And you said it, it all comes back to the cross and that we're, we lead with the cross and what the, and what the word of God says. And so often we forget that God's word is joy-filled, restorative. So many times in the church, we've taken it as a very legalistic thing, and oh, God's mm-hmm. telling me not to do this. But, but we have forgotten, especially reading through Psalms, how life-giving mm-hmm. the word of God is, and it's centered at the very thing that Jesus died on the died for us on the cross. And so that's I, I love that. I love hearing that as the key focus in these studies. Well, the enemy would like to stay us to keep us stuck That's right. in yeah. shame yeah. and then they stuff it down. Or you have great, it. you have great Christian counselors, but what they're using may be good or good principles or even psychological stuff or, you know, psychology driven, blah, blah, blah. But this is, no, we're using God's word to yes. drive the restoration. Because we believe that God's word can heal. That's right. And we are all certified in what we do. Uh, so certified biblical counselors in what we do. Um, I think it was Heath Lambert who's with ACBC, uh, the Association of Christian Biblical Counselors, uh, that really encouraged Sue, our executive director, to make sure that we're certified. And we go through our training program takes six months up to a year wow. for to uh, for me to train up one woman to become a Healing Hearts leader. And we have ongoing, uh, Sue's now, rather than required reading, it's uh, re- 
required enrichment. Mm -hmm. So every leader, every year, we either have a book that we read or different podcasts, um, a lot from biblical counseling organizations. Mm -hmm. And it has been really good for all of us in ministry to not just stay pigeonholed in our little spot. Yeah, that's good. We, we all need to be doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us, um, Susan, if if I'm listening and it's I'm either, yeah, I'm there, you're talking about me, I, I've never talked about it, I've never told a soul, or I know somebody who's in that camp who's really got some deep down, just some heavy wounds. Um, how, how do we get them in contact with Healing Hearts Ministries? Um, they can go to our website, healingheartsministries.org uh, or healingheartsorg or they can contact me if they go to Camino Chapel. Um, I'm on the connect slash page. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, there you yeah, go. CaminoChapel.org slash it, connect. <laughs> yes, Killing there it. is a link directly on yes. there to the Healing Hearts Ministries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. And um, sometimes women, they actually come up to me and talk to me Mm -hmm. uh, if they know. I think one of the hardest things for women, uh, especially coming up the Sanctity of Life Sunday, is uh, because they know, because God created us to bear and nurture, and when we take the life of our babies, that uh, they know that that's that is a sin, and it, it's the hardest thing for them to sit there and go through service where it's just talking about, you know, saving, I shouldn't say just, but talking about saving babies. And most of them want to just crawl out the door. Mm. Yeah. The other hard thing for them is when you are, uh, you become, if somebody's not saved and uh, they get saved, then to be standing with a group of Christian women who, make comments like, I can't believe someone would do something like that. Mm. And it it's until they get that healing that Christ has for them, then they carry around the guilt and the shame. Um, and, and they oh Lord, bury help it. us. This is a good word for us. We need to mm-hmm. hear this. Those of us that we need to be careful with our words and we need to be aware, especially on Sanctity of Life Sunday, the Camino Chapel is is it's not just a one layer thing here. We care about each person and we care deeply about the restoration of each person. We use this term, we need to be careful with our words. And one of the things I wanted to mention, just hearing you speak about this, is that you guys sound like you've done such a great job of, of using precise language. You don't shy away from using language like, you know, like you just mentioned, like killing a baby. But you cover it in grace in a way that says, let's, let's, well, we're not going to sugarcoat it, but we're going to cover it in grace and how God restores you. So you're, you're, you're exemplifying grace and truth. Mm-hmm. So there's the real issue that really happened, and it's sin. But we also come alongside of you to say your story's not over. You're not done. Mm-hmm. God offers forgiveness. You haven't committed the unforgivable yeah, sin. You uh, can have grace in Jesus just like anyone else that commits a sin. And I love hearing the specificity, I guess if that's yeah. even a word, to be able to describe the person and what you can go through and find healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I love hearing that. So not only can someone contact you through the website, and also contact you, but 
what are ways you, you're a nonprofit, you're 501c3, correct? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you also can receive donations. We so can. how can people <laughs> give financially? Because I'm a big proponent of this. Like, let's give our prayers, let's give our service. Mackenzie lined this up so well by <laughs> praying, by serving, and by giving. How could they give to you guys? Well, um, what I try to do is I am Washington State Coordinator, and I'm also Area Coordinator for this area. And um, I have several leaders that are a part of my core group, and I try to encourage them to do a walk every year. So our ministry, we don't do big fundraisers, um, but everybody can do a walk and uh I just encourage them to do that, and if somebody wanted to, they can go on to the website. I'm already registered for my 2023 walk, and my goal last year, even though we ended up having to cancel our conference because we have it in Dallas every year, so my goal for the last two years was to walk from Camino Island to Dallas, Texas, and I figured out just about how many miles per day I have to do. And I thought my trip was long. <laughs> I drove here from Texas. How many, <laughs> how many miles is that, Susan? How, how many miles to Dallas? It's 2,170-something wow. miles. Yep. Okay, yep. so, you're, so you're, you're doing a walk mm-hmm. over a, a time period. Yes. And you're getting year. sponsors. Yes. That's how you're, okay. Very I get cool. sponsors, so they Very can go cool. online and, and they can sponsor me that way. And or they can go to Healing Hearts Ministries directly, and if they feel make a donation there, make a donation. So not only are Healing Hearts people spiritually fit, they're also physically I fit. I love it. <laughs> I love it oh, too. It's so great. It's a challenge to me as well. It's so good. Well, Su- yeah, it's good. Yeah, Susan, thank you so much for joining us and sharing just a little bit more about the ministry we have right here. We want to make sure people know about this ministry. It's powerful. It's important. I went through the Bible study, the the hem of his, his garment. garment study with you because I wanted to know more about what you guys are doing. And it was a powerful study. It was really, really good. So I highly recommend, and I have referred people to you, and you I have. will keep doing it because I see people being restored. That's so cool. Well, Susan, thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, thank looking you. forward to more ministry in our future days together. I am too. All right, well, I am so excited to have another friend of mine come to the seat. Jeff, I'm excited for you to get to know Tracy here. Mm. Tracy Meck, and she represents 40 Days for Life, which is a great local advocacy organization. So, Tracy, why don't you tell us first, uh, tell us about what is 40 Days for Life? 40 Days for Life is a uh, sidewalk outreach and prayer vigil. We go out to uh, abortion clinics, uh, the one that um, I lead the campaign for is in Mount Vernon near the hospital under vision and we are on the public access area we do not go on their property um, <laughs> a keynote we're on the public part yeah. yeah and we we hold signs that are very um, helpful oriented as opposed to um, accusatory yeah, yeah that's maybe, a good maybe abrasive or yeah yeah so i think that's a really important thing to point out tracy because anytime you hear anybody talking about pro-life stuff holding signs we all i think are quick to jump to thinking oh you're those people yeah. and and what good is that doing that's just making everybody feel guilty right, right. but that's not 40 days for life no we're out there some people just pray some people get on their knees and face the Planned Parenthood and just pray. 
Others will hold signs. They say things like, we will help you. Ask me about a free ultrasound. And then if they do ask, we send them to Care Medical three blocks away. Oh, uh, ask me about healing after abortion. Oh, you don't have to do this today. And we even have a sign aimed at the workers, at the abortion workers. It says, you know, you can quit, we can help. And that links, we can link them to Abby Johnson's organization that helps abortion workers leave the industry and find new jobs that are more life affirming. I'm so glad you brought these signs in, Tracy. I wish, I know this is video, this is audio, right? But it's so good to see actually the, the actual signs out there because in a sense, these signs are disarming. Just like Josie was talking about, sometimes on the, on the news or the media, we see the signs and it's grisly, it's gruesome. Mm-hmm. Now that's the truth, yeah. but in a sense that maybe that's not appropriate for that moment, but these signs are so appropriate because it disarms the person in a sense of feeling, like you said, accused or victimized or whatever the word is. You know, I think these are great signs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason for these types of signs is we're not just out there to save the babies. Because mm-hmm. as when you talk to the Healing Hearts group, um, 80% of women regret the abortion afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. At least that's what I've read. And they suffer emotional for sure and sometimes physical damage for the rest of their lives. If we can reach that woman and offer her other options and actually help her explore those options, Mm -hmm. that also saves her, her husband, maybe the parents of the the lady who may have talked her into it or the boyfriend who is pressuring her. All of those people can be spared years of anxiety and grief and, you know, six times the uh, abortion or... uh, uh, suicide rate. People who are post-abortive have um, six-time six higher. higher rate of suicide. Yeah. Wow. So this can save the woman and the other involved people yeah, as river. well yeah. as the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's mm. a that's an interesting statistic, especially in the landscape in the world we're in right now of how much people are going through anxiety, suicide, depression, and I wish we had more of those numbers like Tracy just mentioned about. It's this six times, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able to go, wow, this many people are experiencing suicide because of this very issue. Yeah, that that's significant and important. I liked how you said that. We're not just here to save the babies. We're here to love on. These are human beings faced with really challenging choices in front of them, and so often they get sold a lie that they don't have a choice in front of them. Exactly. But that's what we're talking about here today in all of these conversations. Yes, there's there are there's some great choices here. And there's support for those choices. And and making those choices will lead to not all of those other things that you were just talking about. That's exactly. beautiful. Yeah. What yeah. is a uh, I'm I'm learning so much about these different organizations. So give me a, a snapshot if you will of what a day looks like. Of I, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to volunteer. We're going to, you know, what what does it look like, Tracy? You know, what, give me a snapshot of the day of. Okay. Well, our particular campaign, we do not go 24 hours a day as many other campaigns around the world do. By the way, this is an international. Another effort. international. That's so sweet. That's good. Um, anyway, um, we go from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. We do take Sundays off. Other, other campaigns don't do that. And this is within a 40-day time right. period. The next campaign is the 22nd of February through 
Palm Sunday, the 2nd of April. And our church, Camino Chapel, um, is going to sponsor Wednesdays. So our day captain, which we're still kind of working on, um, who's going to do it this time because Sharon's going to be helping at the higher level this time, but is responsible for reaching out to pro-life people within the church and encouraging them to volunteer one or two hours each day and fill that 12-hour slot or time period on a Wednesday. So if somebody can't go the full 12 hours, can they like... They can say, if they want to. They can, but let's, <laughs> but say, let's say they have a job and they're like, I can't go till 4 o'clock. They can show up at 4 to four to 5 or 4 to 7 right. or something like that. And we have Very families cool. come in the later afternoons and bring their kids. Yeah, that's uh, good. We have some workers um, that get there even before 7. Um, there's, there's one gentleman that will be out there at 6.30 for an hour and then he goes to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that one hour is precious that he oh, was yes. able to be there. Right? Absolutely. Because actually that's the hour when the workers are showing up. And since they open at seven thirty, he also gets the first clients Sweet. he can reach out mm-hmm. to. That is wonderful. So that explains the title 40 days for life. You, exactly. Your organization is choosing a 40 day time block and having prayer and representatives on the sidewalks outside of Planned Parenthood's all over the nation. Actually, around the world, the last um, the last uh, campaign, which is in the fall, we do one in the spring and one in the fall, was actually in 64 countries and over 550 locations in oh, 64 man. countries. Unbelievable. Fantastic. 40 Days for Life, and you mentioned, mentioned to us one more time, does it kick off on the 22nd, and that's for 40 days? Well, that is the first day of the 40 days. That's great. Our actual kickoff event is going to be a couple of days earlier, or four days earlier on the 18th, okay. um, because we are having one of the ladies from our international headquarters, which is in Texas, by the way, is, is, <laughs> hey, let's go. <laughs> is coming out, uh, is going to be our guest speaker. Her, her name is Ramona Trevino. Very cool. And she is a former Planned Parenthood clinic manager. Mm. who came out of that during a 40 Days for Life campaign, went to the people on the sidewalk, asked for help, and now she is the outreach director, I believe it is, for 40 Days for Life. So that, to me, is, that's that says a lot. Because I could see how someone would maybe question, what good is this doing? Are you really changing anybody's minds? Mm-hmm. Or are you just causing a greater riff, making people upset, um, just making them feel worse for what they're doing? And what good is any of this? I mean, you you are literally bringing in a guest speaker here next month who literally worked, managed a clinic. Yes. Saw somebody praying, probably holding a sign, you can quit, we can help, sign. And she ends up walking away from that job and being yeah. redeemed and restored from what she a life she had been doing to not. So does does this do any good? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. I personally, I have gone on these 40 Days for Life events. Um, I went last year, yes. and I had a personal experience with that word. That, that question in my heart, I'm going to admit, I have had that question. Does this really do any good? And I had a moment. I had a moment where I made eye contact with a woman who had driven in and she was on the phone having an argument. I think she was trying to decide what she was going to do. And I made eye contact with her and 
we kind of went back and forth and I waved her over in case she wanted to come talk. And she, she looked at me and I thought maybe she was going to do it and she didn't, but she drove away. Oh, that's she didn't go in. in. And I, it was for me, one of those, okay, all right, this is not for nothing. I had been praying out there for about an hour by the point that that happened. And if there was for no other reason, you know, the forces of heaven intervened there. And she drove away and she did not go in. I was thinking about two things with this that I think that are so key. Number one, I'm st- I've been using this phrase for a while that I stole from one of my old friends, Hannah Pakin. She uses this phrase, ministry of presence. There's something about literally having a ministry of presence that, number one, I think is a big deal about this. Number two, that you guys your approach to this isn't what the media always makes it out to be. The media makes it sound like you guys are with bullhorns and you're yelling and you're just guilting people. And so that's the only picture of this that we Mm -hmm. see in the advocacy groups. This is a grace driven aspect where it's a, we're praying, we're holding these signs so you can see the grace in Jesus. And, and I believe that that is so disarming for someone to go, you know what, I, I made the wrong decision today, or maybe can I come talk to you, you know, instead of this yelling, pointed, you know, it's actually grace-driven. Right. And, you know, um, during this fall campaign, we actually had a save that I was blessed to be a part of, and it was it was really Tell awesome. Us it. Tell us a story, Tracy. Well, I was, I was trying to reach out to a woman going in, and I said, ma'am, can I tell you about other options and resources that are available? And she walked in, ignored me, or flipped me off. I'm not sure which, but (laughs) it it was totally ineffective with her. But I went back to my normal post on the road, and this guy was standing there. And he wanted to talk to me uh, and said, what are you doing out here? And I explained what's going on. And and he said, you know, I've had uh, five abortions with various girls over the past, and now my current girlfriend is pregnant, and we're talking about an abortion. We sat there and we talked and we went through all this, a lot of information that uh, he had questions on. And he he told me that he had had a near-death experience where he had actually died and then come back. And now I had just read a book on this called Imagine Heaven. So I kind of was able to relate to him a little bit. And so I asked him, I said, so when you died and did you go to heaven? Did you see your five kids? Because I've read that that's happened before that people see departed kids or miscarried kids, you know, in heaven when they go do the, um, a near-death experience. And he said, no, I didn't go to heaven. I went to hell, hmm. and I don't want to go back. How can I not go back? So by the time we got done talking, not only did he go home and talk his girlfriend out of the abortion because he came back the next Monday and told me, we're going to have the baby. We're getting married. We're going to start a family. Oh, my goodness. But, <laughs> oh, my let's go. But before he left that day, we prayed for salvation for him. Wonderful. Oh, praise the Lord, Tracy. Oh, my. I'm That's goosebumps. good. That's so good. Um, mm. how, okay, so, Tracy, help me um, as you're communicating to people that let's say someone's interested and they want to be a part of this. You, you come from a sense of, you, you, you're so knowledgeable, Tracy, about this issue, and you know so many statistics and so many facts that might feel overwhelming to someone because they may go, I don't know all the facts, mm. but but I want to help. What would you say to someone that may be fearing getting involved because they feel like they don't know everything? Well, we have training materials available, and uh, so we have a, a book that 40 Days for Life put out. Says It's called uh, What to Say When. 
They also have the 40 Days for Life University, so there's some a six-part online class that people can take. And the other thing is we, we especially new people, we want to meet you or marry you up with somebody who's been out there for a while so you're not out there by yourself. That is great. Mm-hmm. So that that person goes, I want to help, but I don't know everything. And even if I wasn't able to get through the material, I can be paired up with someone that knows what they're doing. So I've been out there when that's happened, when I, and I, I kind of just observed it. There was a, somebody who was their first time, kind of young, didn't, didn't know what to say, and someone came up to talk to them. And a more seasoned <laughs> 40 Days for Lifer saw it happening and joined the conversation. Oh, that's good. And, and then it transferred. And then the conversation happened between the two of them. And then the newer gal just observed. And, that, I mean, that, that was beautiful. And I think that's what you typically do always. There's, yes. You're there a lot. And there, you have several others that are seasoned people just locally here in Mount Vernon when you do. Oh yes, absolutely. And and if I'm talking to somebody, then Tammy or one of the others that are often out there when I'm out there, they'll be nearby or even right next to me, and they're praying. They're praying for the conversation, Mm -hmm. you know. And they might jump in once in a while, um, but they kind of let me talk and they pray. (laughs) Someone wants to volunteer, and um, what's the best way for them to get in touch with? showing up well the first thing to do is out in the foyer we're gonna we'll have a sign-up table and a couple of the people from 40 days for life here in the chapel are there to help you sign up we do ask you to actually sign up at the 40 days for life website which um, you will be given information on so you can go there Um, because we need to register people so that they read and sign the statement of peace that that mm-hmm. governs our conduct out there. You know, we're not going to break the law. We're not going to yell and scream at people. We're not going to go on Planned Parenthood That's property. Good. You know, all this kind of these rules, mm-hmm. and we need people to to really sign that so they know what the rules are. Yeah, that's good. Um, 40, and then, day, Forty days for life dot com. Four zero days for life dot com. Yep, all one word. That's well, good. Yep. And so they can sign. They can go there right now and yes. sign up for the the next forty days. It's yep. happening starting on February 22nd. Yep. If they if they register at the website uh, generally, then they'll start getting um, some info, information from headquarters, uh, which it helps them to learn, too. So read your emails. Don't yep. give a fake email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do podcasts and everything to help you learn. Um, and... Uh, and then you find your lo- find a location. You click on that tab, put in Mount Vernon, Washington, and sign up for that. That way you can get my emails about the kickoff event and if we have any saves or any encouraging, uh, you know, I can pass information on to you. But you also have a calendar where you can sign up. Wonderful. And then we so know cool. where the holes are. And you can, if you're new, can say, okay, I'm going to sign up at this slot because there's already somebody there. Wonderful. And if you're a listener that doesn't live in our area, I know we've got several of you yeah. listening for all around the world. You, there, 40 Days for Life's everywhere. So go to that website and find something in your region or your area and participate That's along right. with us. So Camino Chapel is Wednesdays. That's Wednesday. our day. Yeah. And we are hoping to fill the 12 hours every Wednesday between February 22nd and April 2nd with one to two hour increments of our yes. people. So come on, Camino Chapel. Let's go.
Yeah, that's wonderful. Oh, that's such good. This is good for me too, as well as coming to the chapel, being a part of a beautiful, wonderful church, and to hear us having not just talking about it, because I think there's a lot of people that just talk about it, and that's great too, but there, there's a next step. And I'm, I'm so proud to be amongst people that are taking that next step. And to hear how you've been involved with this, Tracy, I'm proud to say, man, it's wonderful that we're taking a next step forward and saving lives. Yeah. Yep. Well, one, one more good statistic. You, you talked about the presence and why it's so important. I mean, people can pray at church, at home, or whatever, but if you're out there on the sidewalk, uh, people like Ramona and uh, Abby Johnson, when they left, um, they have told 40 Days for Life and others that the no-show weight can go as high as 75%. Oh, there we go. So when, the no-shows. Yes, I've heard this before Whoa. as well. So when when um, someone drives in, they're going to go get their abortion that day. Clinic's open. They're going to go get one. But they see people on the sidewalk praying or holding signs of love that are offering free help. And they drive away. They drive away. That they is don't a go win. in. 75% difference it makes. Wow. Right. So we will never know for sure how many babies have been saved because we normally don't know when you have. They normally it's not lot. like yours where right. you made the eye contact and they left. Mm-hmm. It's they're coming along and they just keep on going. They never even go into the parking lot. Mm, mm-hmm. What a win for the kingdom. Wonderful. Right? Yes. Right? Uh. Well, Tracy, what an advocate you are for this cause. And I've loved watching you through the years take this on, full on. It's not an easy topic. It's not an easy ministry to be a part of, but you do it with joy. And you you are a strong advocate for the cause. So thank you. Thank you for... Thank you you so much for for being a church that's willing to talk about this because a lot of churches won't touch it. Yeah, that's right. Well, we will always be a church. From the pastor to folks listening... Um, I commend to you that we will always be a church that addresses this and we will do it with grace and love and in truth, um, this issue, because this to me is, this is the moral issue of our day. And, uh, we've got to continue to fight it with the grace and love of Jesus to people that need to hear it and want to hear it. So thanks, Tracy. Amen. Thank you. I had such an amazing time with these three individuals, these wonderful women. And, you know, I was laughing at first when you said, you know, Jeff, you're new to the chapel. And I was thinking to myself, am I still new? And yes, I am still new. And I'm, I'm learning and um, getting a chance to understand all the things that we're part of. And um, it, it encourages me that much more that I get to be at a place that's helping to give and pray and serve these organizations. And so uh, I, this is, this has been amazing for me. I am thrilled that you got to sit at the table with my friends here and just to catch up with what the fires that are already going. And I'm excited for our church to see them be mobilized even more and encouraged even more just to jump in. And, you know, one life at a time. We've, we've been talking That's about right. it, it can be such an overwhelming topic. And and there's an argument out there. I have friends that struggle with this this thought. I've struggled with this thought. What point is there? My vote's not going to change anything. The way I'm praying, is that really going to change much? I'm just one person in this big, huge issue. And that's if we have that mindset about anything, yeah. we wouldn't do anything. That's right. And, and we're supposed to love the person right in front of us. And, we're, and we let God do what he will do. And he does amazing things in the kingdom mm. when God's people mobilize and yeah, do things. God's at work. How can I partner with him? And don't let 
the magnitude of these organizations make you feel like I then have to almost match with my energy or giving like, oh my gosh, it's too much. No, it's just your simple act of maybe signing up for one event. Yeah. Maybe, maybe literally you sign up for one hour on one of those Wednesdays. Yeah. Man, that's a first start. Yep. Maybe it is, I can't give a hundred bucks. I can't give a thousand dollars. Some of you can, we need that for these organizations, but maybe you can give 10 bucks right now. That 10 bucks is 10 more dollars that they can be successful in the kingdom than it already had. And, and hey, I haven't been, I haven't prayed for them. All right, I'll say a prayer tonight. That's right. Did you pray all day tomorrow? No, but you said one prayer. That's right. Well, in each of these stories that we've heard from all three of them, there's, there are individual stories about real people, a real person. Real people. And one person at a time. That one person's life was changed by just one little... And, and we need to be part of that. We're called to be part of that. We don't get to just close our eyes to this topic. We just don't. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've thought about this before. The, the theology that the spiritual aspect of this entire conversation actually not only begins in the Bible, but I would say also begins in the reality that Jesus entered this world as a fetus, as a baby, mm-hmm. as a unborn baby. He didn't enter as a fully grown human. He entered as a child inside the womb of a real mama. And I think that even that aspect begins the theology of how important God sees babies and moms and fathers. And uh, we have to be advocates, and we ask, we also have to serve. And not because we have to, we get to. And so I'm, I am so blessed to be able to be a part of this mm-hmm. as we continue to go forward. And it translates for us how we view life. And you said this earlier, I think at the beginning, that it's not just the life of the unborn. How we view that translates to how we view life at the end stages of life. That's right, yeah. And the value, the the unmeasurable value of each human being created by God for a divine purpose. Yeah. All the way, for, for every moment of the life, from the moment of conception to the moment they enter heaven. I love this old quote. My my previous pastor at Stonegate Fellowship used to say this phrase, and I, I, it took me a while to really think about it. He said, we're not in the church business. We're in the life change business. And I, I said it the other day like this. We're in the people business. Uh, we're not just here at church just to yell at people from the stage and then just hope people keep coming back week to week and just fill chairs. Our roles and our calling is to literally, with people from conception to the grave, mm-hmm. walk with people. Um and that's difficult, but God's called us to it because even though life is messy, I mean, God entered our messy world mm-hmm. and um, he's called us to walk along the messiness. But the thing that I'm reminded of, even when I don't know necessarily how to do everything, God has given me his spirit. He has given me his power. I don't have to have all the answers. I think that's why it's crucial to find these organizations that are doing it well and I can just partner with them. That's right. You're right. I, okay. That's right. How can I give my little 1% of life? Okay, come on. We can use your That's 1%. Right. That's right. Well, Jeff, thank you so much. Thanks oh, for coming to the table. Those yeah. listening, thanks for joining us. I'm so glad that you gave of your time, and I hope that you're inspired. I, I hope that you have a little joy back in this subject matter in your life when you hear these wonderful stories of, of God doing some amazing things. And um, 
I hope that you dig in. Don't forget to check out our website uh, and the links to get involved in any of these. I just do want to do a little clarification here. We sent those interested in healing hearts to the Connect page on our website, but it's actually the women's page right. where that lives right now. So commandochapel.org, and then you can navigate to the women's ministries page, and you'll find a link there. All right, God bless you listeners. We'll see you next time.